This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching The Offspring. I'm Van Velding, and I've watched this episode since it was first born. I'm Derek. This is the first time I've watched the birth of this episode. You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. Directed by Jonathan Frakes. He's like, hey, so I want to direct. I, I, I see which way the wind is blowing with this whole Patrick Stewart being and everything. And, um, <laughs> Please tell me this isn't, like, he didn't write this episode as well. No, he didn't write this episode. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm making up the stuff about Patrick Stewart, but he, he wanted to be, he wanted to do some directing. Isn't it weird that and, we get, we start out with, like, the shaky cam here? Like, I mean, you know, we're, we're in media res. We're doing stuff. Well, yeah, but, like, why is the camera shaky? Usually, isn't that usually used to, like, make you kind of off kilter and, like, be confused? It immerses you in the scene, and this is a scene that's exciting and full of intrigue. Also <laughs> what are you doing with that human foot data? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing to us. Yeah. So, I think everybody, all the actors in this series, um, at one point, well, at one point or another, direct an episode. But I think Frakes may have been the first. And he went to like classes and stuff. He he think he did three hundred hours of classes. Oh wow! And he shadowed other directors, and I always assumed he just you know seen enough directing that he started directing yeah, one day. Yeah, he's been he's um, been he the, like stuck his name into a whiteboard. He's been the subject of directing. He's like I can do this. Yeah, exactly. He's seen it done. So this is where we yeah. learned that Data has a sense of showmanship, where he wanted he wanted the great reveal. You know, it's a way to to control people's expectations, but yeah, nothing wrong with. Having a sense of showmanship. Um, I kind of wanted on. this to be like the final form, you know, not, um, although the mouth is kind of weird uh, because like you can definitely tell it's the mouth of something that's over an actual human mouth. Yeah. So it reminds me of the Greendale person from Greendale. The Greendale person from Greendale. F- from Community College. From Greendale Community College. No, oh, I got nothing. Okay. So, um, yeah, it is a creepy looking alien, though. And so this is the, kind of the yeah. first thing that we get where the, the whole language that we use in this episode with LOL is a combination of, oh, you need to understand your programming and you have databases and all this other jazz. Oh, but you also need to talk to him like a child because this is my child and I'm a parent. And, um,. Those those two sets of languages just don't jive at all. Yeah, it is interesting how, as an Android child, it has a bunch of data, like, born into it. Yeah. But on the other hand, it still has to process and neurally develop like a human child for the purposes of the science fiction allegory. Yeah. Um, and I feel, I feel this episode would have been a lot better if they just picked a lane. Whether they were the the episode was either about sentience or about parenting and just stuck with that, um, but I think if the episode was about parenting, data probably would be not a good subject. Like maybe have Wes have like one of those home ec classes where he's got to take care of a bag of sugar or something. I mean, that would certainly have a kind of dramatic heft to it. That you only get from a bag <laughs> he, of sugar. Yeah, all, all he does is just put the bag of sugar on a shelf and focuses on his studies the way his mom does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, 
I can see that. The issue is, I think there were issues with like the state taking away kids at this point in time. Like, maybe that was a new thing for CPS, or maybe it finally happened to white people. I don't know. But, like, there, there was some discussion of it at the time. Oh, really? Um, you know, I mean, we kind of take all the functions of government for granted as they are right now, but we realized there was a first time when it started doing these things. I don't, I doubt that was in the nineties. Um, yeah, I can't, years. I can't imagine that was the first time that was happened, you know, and then you don't kind of really address that, um, we as a society don't teach people how to raise children. Like we just assume that you learn that in other places. And yeah. as a result, um, there there are objectively bad parents. I mean, they're just. I mean, granted, yeah, but this kind of this weird thing where it's like, okay, these are bad parents, but they're also in a family environment, so they're getting some good things, but they're also getting a lot of bad things. And so, where do you draw the line? Like, what should you do about that? And it, that's right. a hard problem. And, and people are very much willing to believe that other people are bad parents, but whenever they're the bad parents, <laughs> yeah. they get like. Yeah. They tend to be more skeptical about that assertion. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know. It's, it's I'm not one to draw lines about it because I don't have any experience with that. Oh no, you've you've, but, um, you've uh, taken care of a dog before. You more or less got it. Um, <laughs> to some extent, children do less well when they're let outside. Um, <laughs> they eat more dog than they actually put out. That's another fun thing about kids. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, I thought I, I thought it was a pretty good. I yeah. know oh, it's either in the next scene or I just talked over it where uh, Data talks about. It's like, oh well, I've noticed uh, people procreating and not consulting you, Captain. So I figured I didn't have to either. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, do you realize like you're creating an entirely new form of life, like from the ether? <laughs> like this isn't a biological function. This is just no. Noonie and Soon did that. Noonie and Soon created an entirely new form of life. Yeah. Data is perpetuating that life. Well... He's like a mule. What whose dick works for the first time? <laughs> what is dick works um, I guess so. Uh, it just... It's... I think that Data... And, you know, so the Starfleet has had to have entire books and protocols and all sorts of things raised around the fact that Data exists. Like, hey, Maybe. You, know, you know, is he sincere or not? Is he property or not? Blah, blah, blah. Probably not, but okay. Well, no, on. they say it. They mention it in this episode. I mean, Picard even says that he helped write that, um, write that, whatever he calls it. Dude, that was him and Riker going on a bender at Starbase <laughs> 117 with uh, Captain Lavoie. And Riker learns about Data's off switch and, and, and Ross was there. <laughs> Ross from Friends? Ross was there. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> Uh, no, I guess I gave it's I like, guess I gave him more credit than that. Yeah, th- those books and treatises are courtroom dramas, poorly written courtroom dramas <laughs> no. that are good, no doubt, but not quite as academically rigorous as you may hope. Well, uh, at the same time, regardless of whether or not how dramatic they are or how rigorous they are, they are still part of documentation that Starfleet references um, because <laughs> both, both the admiral and the sense. captain reference that same document. Um, and um, and so like the you know, the the him <laughs> facepalm <laughs> double facepalm yeah so 
Um, yeah, I mean, they should have these things figured out, but for the purposes of a story, they do not. Right, yeah. And, um, but, but the point is, I guess, is like Data was raised in that environment. He, he kind of like existed where the entire, like a whole bunch of systems inside of Starfleet had to change and grow and adapt to this notion of like a android intelligence. And so he should have recognized that propagating um, was going to be a big deal. Like a deal that is not just uh, in the same vein as humans, uh, you know, screwing each other and making kids, which is old hat by now. I, I would think that ideologically, yes, it's more significant. But he still has every right to do it. I'm not saying he doesn't he have the it. right. I'm just saying that this notion of like, what do you mean I didn't have to tell anybody? It's like, no. I mean, you didn't have to tell anybody, but you also shouldn't be surprised that people are upset by this because you were raised in this environment. So, I mean, unless you've been walking around with blinders this whole time. I think you can be very surprised at the gap between what people say is important and what they actually treat as important. Data no doubt sees humans say, oh yeah, this is way significant. Oh yeah, this is hell important. And then, he that they never talk about that a week later. And Data's like, alright. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, I, you know, that, that may just be the, uh, we may be blurring the line between writer laziness and actual, but I guess... I guess that's what it is. Whatever the writers do. Troy had a baby, and no one talks <laughs> yeah, no, about no, it. No, you're right. You're, you're that's a hundred percent correct. So it is like I will also have a baby, <laughs> and then and then a week later we won't talk about uh, it. By the way, die, like though. straight up, straight up, the minute that Data said uh, "Lol is my child," I'm like, all right, count down till Lol dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just um, in the back of my mind. I was like, how are they going to throw Lol in the refrigerator? waiting for it there's got to be a way it's not it's not throwing law that is not throwing someone in the refrigerator um that is status quo is god oh okay. that's, that's what that trope well, is i like um, i like the imagery of throwing someone in the refrigerator so fair enough this uh this is an andorian of all things which is not how andorians look ever again in star trek <laughs> oh really okay so we actually yeah, see andorians that's what that was allegedly <laughs> well no i meant like again Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, Andorians. we see Andorians again. Okay. I totally, Sorry. I totally thought they were going to go with the male. Um, Troy, don't. Yeah, I, all Cleons aren't friends with each other. Yeah. In fact, in my very yeah. limited experience, quite the opposite. Yeah. It's like that's pretty racist. Like, oh, they all look alike. No, Troy, stop it. Troy, they don't. <laughs> You're supposed to be a counselor. I'm sorry. I, I took like three drops of Drublex. It makes you really racist. High is amazing. Yeah. Um, like, I can't um, see anything right now. I'm functionally blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there is something also to be said that we're kind of talking over about Data letting his child choose its own gender yeah. and stuff. So, um, which is good. Like, it, it kind of passes me by as, I guess, a cis adult. But it, there, there's, there's an idea there. This would have been more interesting if it wasn't a human. But I get why it's easier. Um, it's it's cost effective for lol to choose some human gender like this just seems so dumb like okay she can walk around and recognize things she knows what doors are she knows all this stuff but data has to show what a chair is like are you kidding if you're gonna teach someone the concept of chair start with a more platonic chair (laughs) yeah yeah start with like a cat a cat scratching post that just sort of got lazy (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's basically a cat scratching post with a backrest that's what that is also, I think this is cubism. 
Is that is that correct? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just modern art. That is not a place to start with painting. Yeah. Start with Starry Night, man. Yeah. Just go with something simple <laughs> yeah. that looks like a thing. Yeah. Uh, go with the treachery of images. Just something. Yeah. Something. Yeah, and you know the the once again, like she's like, oh, she points to a three D object and like painting. I'm like, okay, I don't. That doesn't make sense that you're confused by this. Um, you, you're able to peg genders right off the bat, but the nuances between a, th- a 3D object and a singular object... Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, she was experimentally conjecturing about genders. She's like, hey, that's a woman. And Dana's like, hey, you got that right. Good job. Yeah, but she Good was... Good she, gender is an attribute of another thing. You know, like It isn't just a thing, like a painting. You know, and so flowers like a 3D object and a painting, I guess, is a 3D object, but it's kind of a, a more subjective concept. Uh, I've seen this gif. Another gif. I've seen this gif before. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and how does Data, if so, he doesn't know emotions, how does Data know, like, to do the awkward smile? Like, because he's print fucking spying. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, why, why would Data not know how to smile is always my question. So No, just like, no, not so much that he knows how to smile. I get that. But like that he knows that this is the event in which you do the awkward smile. Like this smile right here totally makes sense. I get it. That's my question as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. My question stands. Why would Data not know these things? Data's only so bad at mimicking human uh, external responses to stimuli insofar as the story needs him to be a robot. Yeah. Well, which is frustrating to me, but it's part of the story. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I think that he shouldn't be a robot. Like I think it's just he's essentially a form of life and they deal with it, but um so when they try to like take away some of his sentience for the sake of a story, it's frustrating. Um yeah. I think we just missed the training an android baby bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We totally did. Um, all of the, the dribbling, whatever that red liquid was, uh, I assume cranberry juice, like out of her mouth. Um, that is uh, funny. This, this whole kind of like when they're in this room and she's kind of in like her pod, I have a very, uh, um, twins vibe, you know, twins where it's like they artificially like create two Two people and their complete opposites. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Dan DeVito yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The, the no, twins I mean, laboratory scene is kind of what uh, always throws me. Okay, I, I don't think I ever actually saw the movie all the way through. Oh. Yeah, at the end there's so. like some sort of like secret laboratory factory that they were born in or something. I can't remember. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, right. So, um, I don't know, part of what Lol does is that she learns by experiencing instead of just yeah. being given data's intelligence. Yeah, well, she, I mean, she's doing two things, right? Like, because like, data does say, like, hey, look, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm overlapping my positronic brain onto your positronic brain. Um, and this is supposed to mimic, like, oh, look, kids always ask these wacky questions. Isn't that wacky? Look, data's a parent. Yeah. Well, it also shows through her. I mean, yes, yes, kids ask those questions, but it also shows that data, um, her progress. It shows her progress that she's maturing and passing through stages of growth, just like human children do. Yeah, I guess it just doesn't read because, like, she knows some things that are convenient and some things that she doesn't know. Like, she look how stiff she's walking. She was not walking that stiff like moments ago. <laughs> if you say so. 
So here it looks like David yeah, just, does sleep. Did he, there's a natural did, off state. Yeah, and that that was funny. It was like that was straight up like, are right, you asking too many questions? Go to sleep and just like turn straight up turns her off. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Crusher told me that Nyquil is applicable for human children in this situation. <laughs> However, I only have your hard reset button. Click. Yeah. Like that's maybe you just let her talk. I mean, look if if your people don't sleep, you can't put them to sleep just to stop them from asking questions, Dana. So. You know, but I mean, she. But one of the annoying things about kids, they do ask questions and they don't give a shit about the answer. Yeah, yeah, it's, which is kind of one of the the beautiful things about kids because uh, they they expose kind of adult hypocrisies. Um, like trying to answer a question so a child understands it isn't hypocrisy. Since you get night cool and the little bitch doesn't listen to you. <laughs> no. Just like no, I mean, I, I I don't think I think people kind of use that get confused about that in the wrong way. You're you're allowed to be able to say, you won't understand the answer, I can tell you when you're older. Like that's a person perfectly acceptable response. Just because a kid asks a question doesn't mean that um, you have to have an answer. And then secondly, and, and the thing I, I think most people miss is that um, you have to see the investment in the question. You know, kids ask questions not because they want to know the answer, but because they want attention. And you have to be able to tell a difference. You know, if a kid wants attention, doesn't want to know the answer to the question, then you recognize it for what it is, and you know, you either give them something to do or provide them the attention they require. But if they have a legitimate question and you have the answer and you give it to them, I, I appreciate the the parallels here, like the the depth that this story is going to to show that law and data. Are not human. They're like they, they're very capable people, but they don't fit in with society. Right. But I am super angry that a classroom of future teenagers sees Law and is like, ah, fuck her. <laughs> like they're they're no better than a group of teenagers in the eighties. Yeah. Well. So. Um, I mean, they're teenagers are still dicks. I mean, these kids, they're way more. They're way more way more assholes than than the. I don't know. They're just assholes in a different way, I guess. I. I don't think the teenager's behavior is inevit- inevitability, especially in a ship of like a thousand, yeah. where it's the future, it's the utopian future, and you can pimp slap your children for being a dick to a young robot. <laughs> like, it should just be like, the teacher's like, look, I gotta have a conference with all the parents, we're gonna have an android kid in class today, Tyrion kid's not to be dick, she has no social training, like, we're trying, man. She's so like, a new thing, she's like, a new thing. <laughs> if it's space Jesus, they'd be like, hey, so the deal is... Uh, maybe continue to bring enough fishes and loaves. Don't, you can't skimp on that just because he's in class. Um, he's good at carpentry, but careful with the nails. Yeah. Like you, you talk with the parents about that yeah. beforehand. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, the other thing too is that this is, you know, as you kind of often point out, you know, the shorthand of television. There are many high schools where you see, um, you know, endearing good things happening you know not all yeah. high schools are full of like dick children um yeah and again that's the issue where everyone's upbringing in this universe is exactly like the writer stuff yeah. which is weird yeah. Yeah. or at the very least what the writer staff thinks your upbringing was like which is like f- writers yeah. but whatever yeah. it's unsat it's unsat I like how I like how universe. like Data is like oh I'm gonna go to Crusher like the worst mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like oh you want it to be a bad parent I see Data I understand what were your interactions with CPS like? <laughs> Basically, I got this pretty sweet back 
roundhouse back kick that my stunt double does, it is great. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like, listen, uh, for you know, like, oh, LOL's different. Yeah, Wesley had uh, those problems, too. Um, I really just let him figure it out and just focus on my career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wesley's a huge nerd, so my daughter's not a huge nerd. She's different, but ultimately likable. Yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah, Crush was like, aww. <laughs> I'm getting owned by data in parenting. <laughs> So, but I mean, there is a parallel here, especially for young nerds watching Star Trek, yeah. where Data's like, sometimes people laugh at you, not with you, like, you know, yeah. um, and then, you know, sometimes because you're smart, people don't like you, and it's like, I don't think they ever resolve that issue, they're just like, hey, nerds, you're not alone. Well, you know, Maybe and, it's, you'll die and one the day. thing that's weird, <laughs> and, you know, it's easy to say, like, oh, hey, nerds, because, you know, oh, Wesley's smart, no, oh, Lol's smart, even though she isn't really smart, but she is supposed to be smart, it doesn't make sense, really. Like, she knows all of, all. she's been programmed with all of her uh, intelligence, but she needed to be shown what a chair and a painting and a flower is, or how to eat. So, I, I think whenever Dr. Crusher says, yeah, I wasn't popular, too, I'm like, Lady, have you seen you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to be pretty popular yeah. in high school. Like, I don't want to be a jerk or anything. I don't want to make assumptions. But, like, maybe you got social anxiety and it's just medicated. I don't know. <laughs> but Well, I mean, I think that, uh, every, you know, so there's... Uh, humans are going to go in a group. I'm just saying that she's one temporal anomaly away from shoving her own son in the water. <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this blouse. Look at the sleeping blouse. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's so French or so twenty fourth like, century. It's like it's... a it's like a romper. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you can't tell now, but when he gets up, it's totally like a romper. And I like how um, he's like in his sleeping robe, and I was like, oh, I hope I didn't disturb you. Like, no, yeah, I'm just I love to take calls in my robe <laughs> with like you, ranking you can tell... officers. <laughs> You can tell the Admiral's new Starfleet command because he's like, Picard does not. You called him in the middle of the night. <laughs> Look, man, at 20 credits, and we're going to, like, tell, you're going to see some nipples. <laughs> yeah. That's not my fault. That's your fault. Halftail's like, damn. He's got 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> he calls the other Admiral in the middle of the night. Why are you wearing the same thing? I told Picard to wear it. That's how I knew. <laughs> That's how I knew. I'm a distributor. I'm part of, like, yeah. Space Avon. It's all just <laughs> night rompers. So <laughs> Space night rompers. It's, <laughs> um, you know, like, another issue here, is, like we didn't talk about earlier, is if Data, I'm sorry, if Worf was giving birth to, like, the Cleon Jesus, yeah. and he's like, yeah, my child is fated to, like, change all of Cleon society forever. Um, I, I'm pregnant, though. <laughs> like, like, Worf is pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, yes. would would Picard have the same reaction to that culturally significant procreation as Data would? Would well, or would it would be different? Picard say, "Hey, because like that's don't, a, don't don't use a condom." I mean, that's like a metaphysical thing, right? Like that would like you can't prove to me that you're you're birthing Jesus, but like Data is like in a machine shop, you know, like like machining out like limbs and creating artificial skin and stuff. I mean, you know what but, he's up to. But there's like a prophecy amongst the Cleons. They're like, son of Moog, father of our future. Like, all of them do it all the time. And Worf was like, I do want to get laid a bit. So, you know, whatever. I like how he's like, all right, listen, Guyton, here's a, here's a score. My um, my daughter, Lol, 
uh, has uh, the sum of all human intelligence in her, but she doesn't know all this social crap. So I want to get her a job in a bar. <laughs> a plus A plus parenting data. A plus. Parenting. <laughs> hey, look, man. They only have so many sets. Either she becomes a teaching assistant, <laughs> she becomes a wunderkind, uh, or she just hangs out in this set. Okay, yeah. that's it. I mean, that's all I, the sets we got. I, you know, I think like an awkward kind of like, you know. Wesley and Lol kind of trying to figure things out because they're both nerds and know stuff. Like that could have been a thing. That could have been interesting. Yeah. Then like <laughs> Wesley has a sex bot and but it has to get turned off because half dog gets all upset. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a complete it's a completely legitimate venue of employment. <laughs> Some guys are into that. Like that's the thing. You're like, we can't put her in the robot king category. She's gotta go in with the with just the general pool. They're like, it's the twenty fourth century, we have sex all the time. There's no general pool. <laughs> It's all weird stuff, Data. You know this. Yeah. Um, so, like, I like the Data says he's sending Half-Tell updates, and Half-Tell's like, honestly, I'm just doing this to get the pictures and stuff. Yeah. It's like a slideshow yeah. from Commander Data every day. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, how many pictures of your daughter? Show me some waffles. Get me an Instagram. <laughs> get me, unsubscribe me from your daughter's Instagram, Data. <laughs> Instagram is called Data's Bay. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I don't know. So I mean, this is uh, so this is where we kind of get the part in the story where it's like, whoa, but what if Data's not a good parent and he's going to get his kid taken away from him? Um, because what do I want? I, I definitely would like a whole bunch of scientist nerds raising my daughter without me. That sounds pro. I mean, good job on being super progressive, Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, and that's we talk about Starfleet, not Starfleet, but Federation maybe being like panels of scientists that do things. Yeah. And if we ever fleshed out that idea, it would this would be an interesting implementation of where it goes wrong. And like all the cybernetics n- nerds are like Bruce Maddox, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we could totally buy the data. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but never mind the fact. Uh, never mind the fact that like we have protocols that say data sentient, and he has rights, and all this other kind of stuff. Well, that's the joke, right? Like that's always the thing: is that oh, killing people is wrong. Oh, people have rights. Oh, um, but these people aren't really people. These people don't have... It's different. It's the inevitable, it's different yeah. of explaining the, why you're about to do yeah, shit that's the yeah, wrong. But this is my favorite line right yeah. here of this episode. Right here. <laughs> he's by <laughs> that female. That female. <laughs> it's a good one. It is. It's it's, you know, like, I'm not... Uh, uh, I don't know if I like this episode. I mean, it just feels pretty clumsy and ham-fisted um, in ways. Uh but yeah. there are some parts here that are pretty funny. So I think I think I may have blown past it here, but there's a scene where they go when a man and a woman fall in love, except they don't. That's that's what was in the script. But uh, Whoopi Goldberg demanded that they change it to when two people fall in love. Oh, okay. So specifically, to allow for the inclusion of of homosexuals. See, look, this like is like those two gentlemen at, at the end of the bar. This is like, yeah. and this is like, what are your intentions, my daughter? Riker's like, man, I just came back from leave. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. I went to Riza, man. If I'm acting on anyone right now, it's just dust. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I am, I am just out. out of it. Yeah. So, um, so I I like Law's conflict here. I mean, it's a little funny. You don't take it seriously, but it's seen as she's really embarrassed by it. Yeah. Whether you really want to call it that or not. 
Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the with with androids, there's always this like, I I'm gonna show emotions, but I actually don't know emotions. I'm like, no, you know emotions, like you. <laughs> they do, <laughs> and and that's that's kind of brought to the fore here. Like, yes, androids can feel emotions, and someone in the cast goes, yes, the android can feel human emotions. Like, god damn it, <laughs> damn it, people. <laughs> It's like validation and invalidation all in one one fell swoop. It's like, come on. Oh, the Klingons so, don't matter. They can't feel human emotions. Only Klingon emotions. Yeah. And it's like, the, there's always this weird line with them, but I'm sure I've griped about that before. I yeah. There's also the interesting thought that Data brings into this world an entity which will never fully fit into it. Right. Like she's she's destined to never feel emotions, never fully reciprocate how people feel about her. I mean, we know she will, but Data doesn't. Yeah. Well, you know, but what he I don't know if he said it here, if he said it in her previous dialogue, but he talks about how um, it's like no, this is how you hold hands. Um, he yeah. talks about how uh, you know you, you you have an ideal, but you don't necessarily can reach it, but the effort in trying to reach it yields its own rewards. Please listen to this classical song. Uh, by a band called Aerosmith. About... <laughs> it's called Amazing. It's so. It lives d- up to do we own. know what book that is inside the case? Um, I've been wanting to ask uh, this question for a few episodes now. It's Shakespeare. Okay, so is that like think... Pan? Is that like pan, uh, like a illustration of like Pan and something else? It's probably Midsummer Night's Dream, judging yeah. from the length of the title. There, there we go. We got one thing from the HD re- uh, update, but. Um, I don't know who would be in a Midsummer Night's Dream. I assume, you know, the guy what his head turns into. uh, There's one dude that, like, he's the one that changes the the guy's name to the head of an ass. Um, Oberon? So it's probably Oberon being a fairy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, fairies, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, here Haftel wants to take this this baby for, I'll admit, shaky reasons. Yeah. Uh, He's also anti synthetic life. Yeah. Like, he's just like, dude. Yeah. Gotta go to sensitivity training. He's like, no, I took like a whole case of dry oxygen. <laughs> yeah. I am super racist. I mean, this, what, this is what happens. You Just... know, you, you start you start going down the AI road, and then eventually you get a faction that's like anti-AI, and you have to deal with all that crap. Yeah, Picard is going to smash suppress faction on that button so quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> spiritualists on the Enterprise, ready the purge, Copy Commander. <laughs> yeah, prepare to purge. <laughs> Put them all in one yeah. torpedo bay. <laughs> Purge by population, Riker. <laughs> Stay on target. Okay. But, um... <laughs> everyone, there's going to be a huge scream. Just hang on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's green. So, it's good. It's good to have, like, another cybernetics expert here. Yeah. Where he's, um... It is interesting that, like, you talk about the metaphors for parents and children... And they go for the broad metaphor of children should be smarter than their parents. Yeah. Um, but one of the things which Star which Star Trek never commits to but implies a lot is the value of mutation between generations. The value of having some genes and some other genes and you smash them together and then like <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. Like because of radiation and shit. And then you have a new baby and it's different from what either individual ingredient would have yeah. suggested. So like before. the whole contraction thing where data can't do contractions which I'm like Oh really? I thought that yeah. was just an affectation of your speech. I didn't realize that you you literally can't do contractions. Look, man, they work at this job like 50, 60 hours a week. Okay, some <laughs> contractions get in. Yeah. 
right. I mean, I just don't. It doesn't. It doesn't even track. Like the dude can learn a completely new topic in a few seconds, but contractions are beyond him. <laughs> Look, you were talking to the guy who constantly bitches that they don't give data any drawbacks, and it's one goddamn it. It's on paper, <laughs> but it is one. I okay. mean, I mean, technically, yeah, but I mean, yes. what like. It's like, all right, and Data only ever has 10 trillion hairs. <laughs> no more, no less. <laughs> I do like how... I do like how Havdell's like, you have her working in the seedy den of ill repute. He's like, <laughs> yeah. the officer's lounge, you dick. Yeah, and then Guinan's like, come on, Havdell, you've been to a bar before. I know your type. <laughs> I mean, you've been to literally any other bar, which is worse than 10 forward. <laughs> I mean, this is like... Not, not the Coachella. God. It's, it's like the... it's. It's the in-house thing on the base. It's like the least harmful thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think um, so. this, this is... Tim Ford, I mean, I think it's funny. You know, I made a joke about like, oh, yeah, Data's a bad parent because he got a job, you know, got his daughter a job as a bartender, you know. But Tim Ford is really just like a pub, right? Like, it's kind of just like... It, it's not... Its main focus is to get plastered, but it's uh, a gathering area that happens to serve food and alcohol. Like, not so much the only thing it does is serve alcohol. I, l- I like that he addresses Guinan directly for that. He's like, Guinan, clock her out and give her her tips, and then send her to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but we're 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 the first scarcity world, sir. And I like how there's no guardian here. <laughs> like, we're gonna have this conversation, and no, your parent cannot be present. Yeah, I guess pop up a card against... is supposed to be that, but I mean, come on, really. I mean, he is de facto. Look, if there's a single parent, if there's a single child on the Enterprise that doesn't have two parents, Picard is de facto. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. just like their second contact. Yeah. It's in the computer they can't get it out. It's supposed <laughs> to be Troy. It's like, dude, school to Picard. What? It's, <laughs> what uh, is it this time? Jeff again. Charlie, I've He's... told you a million times, stop taking other people's food. <laughs> Sandra's like she's in the away team mission I know who's on the away team mission and Jeff just ate like a ton of paste (laughs) 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 and it cuts to Picard stating on a six year old child's stomach as paste just comes out of their mouth (laughs) Uh, (laughs) only a guardian I would watch I would watch that spinoff just Picard resolving like the most mundane child based issues (laughs) it'd be like kindergarten cop but like Star Trek (laughs) Yeah, no, I would watch a, a kindergarten cop remake with Picard in place of Arnold. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, no, it would be good. It's not a tumor. <laughs> oh, for, oh, for heaven's sake, it's not a tumor. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, um, she's schooling Halftail, and Halftail's like, yes, but I'm an adult. You need to listen to what I said. <laughs> And Picard's like, holy crap, we can ask for freaking sense. Like, no, she's still a child. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, really I do up. like that. I do like how Picard's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we didn't ask her opinion. Huh, she's a sentient being. What's your opinion? Like, oh, you want to stay with your daddy or go with the Batman? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I just want to see if Haftel has any soul left. <laughs> Are you a robot, Admiral? That would explain a lot, actually. Yeah, like, he's like... He, uh, one of his experiments was like replacing his own brain with the positronic brain. The hard part yeah. was getting the brain out, but the easy part was getting the brain out. <laughs> uh, so here's like the most interesting thing ever, right? Yeah, so Haftel basically calls her to have emotions, and she doesn't run up dad, she runs a Troy, which I mean, okay, fine. You know, you know. kids make mistakes. 
<laughs> Troy's like, I'm high as fuck. <laughs> I don't have time for this. And just... <laughs> oh, crap, the robot's <laughs> feeling emotions. God damn it. Yeah, and like, how did she not... So this is the other thing that's kind of interesting. And like I've said before, it makes perfect sense. Like, you could have done such an interesting thing between Troy and Data because... Data slowly gets emotions and Troy starts feeling them or like Troy always felt them but like Data's kind of realizing it like the whole Tin Man Heart deal. Um, And so like she should have totally recognized this robot having like emotional wave of things about to walk through her door but she's just like fixing flowers. (laughs) I mean people feel that way all the time on the Enterprise. I mean it's just like whatever it's a crisis. But it it has to have a different texture to it doesn't it? Like it has to be able to like I mean she eventually sensed it. It would have been better if she had like felt it coming. Yeah. Like if if like the scene is Deanna coming out of her her door looking around worried and she sees Law, she's like, "Whoa, Law, what's up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, isn't it? Just, like that would have been better. Oh, just, I mean, and that's not. It didn't. It doesn't ruin the episode, but it just would have been a nice touch. And and it feels to me more natural that Troy and Data would have this kind of relationship because they're both curious about each other's specialties. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You know, Data's a different form of emotions that Troy's never experienced, and Data wants to know what it's like to have emotions. It seems like there's a natural pairing there. Yeah, yeah, there is. There should be. There's a fine argument, Admiral, but you are a heartless, soulless heathen. <laughs> I need you off my ship. I there's an interesting. We talk about this being a post-scarcity utopia. If you're not a parent, so that's his argument. I assume <laughs> I have kids. I assume that Data Sorry. just. <laughs> Um, I like Picard's like even even I know it's too soon. I, don't know the worst <laughs> yeah, I I hate kids, and even I know that's dumb. <laughs> Honest, honestly, Picard mood. <laughs> um, so the the deal is that Picard built Law. I assume with whatever his stipend of materials was yeah. as a citizen of the Federation. Right. Um. So like he built her with parts provided by the state. Right. So does the state not ultimately own those parts? Well, I mean, ownership probably is pretty interesting when you get into post-scarcity society because I mean that you could say the same thing about like if I if I go to your house and like I use like your replicator to build something do I own it or you own it if even if you you know gave me permission but I use your materials but didn't have permission for those materials or just whatever yeah it's an interesting idea but that would be a fascinating concept to play in here oh yeah because data was made with like made by Dr. Soon he just like I don't know, broke parts off the crystalline entity or whatever. <laughs> but, like, he got him from who knows where. Yeah. The Federation found him yeah. and then woke him up. Yeah. But Law was made completely inside the Federation society. Yeah. And there's, you know, I think it's an interesting angle to play there. It's not the angle they want to play yeah. because they're doing this child allegory. Right. But um, it's a good one. Um, yeah, I, you know, that would have been interesting. I think, you know, it would have been interesting if you could have, you know, get into, like, a little bit more depth about you know, what are the stances of sentience and, you know, where's the line for Starfleet where sentience is? Maybe they don't know it and maybe they're trying to figure that out. Um, yeah. You know. Why does he, Why do you say that with so, so much emotion, Data? I thought you were supposed to have emotions. He's he learns to modulate his voice because he really has feelings and <laughs> yeah. people don't he's, No, he's him. just trying to play this admiral. <laughs> he's just, like, trying to, like, jerk, it, jerk his heartstrings. He often does. I always like it. Like, there's a moment where Data's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna do it." It happened here in Measure of a Man. Yeah. And Picard's like, "No, no, no, we're not gonna do that." I feel like Data's like turning down the subroutine Rambo Alpha. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, I can only imagine, like, oh, sure, I'll go follow that uh, order. And, like, he's really just planning his escape with his daughter, like, Bruce Willis style. <laughs> like, two minutes later, Worf is knocked out. Data's still in a shot of craft. The Enterprise is falling into a star. It's like, God, every time. <laughs> Why does he always know where every black, black hole is going to be? <laughs> Just, he, know, he knows how to take this ship out, man. He's seen it happen like, a it's lot. It's like he's memorized it. <laughs> he knows we have no security in the shuttle bays. He knows Worf goes down first. He's friends with Jordy. Jordy lets him bullshit. do anything he wants. <laughs> yeah. So, um... We're going with this. Oh, yeah, well... Oh, um, yeah, no, Law's dying now. Yeah, um, I feels. was about to go over your head, Admiral, but Law's dying, so... Um, and fun fact, you caused it. Ooh... Uh, which they, they completely gloss over here. Like, the, this was... Yeah. The, you know, he's the one that... Intru- like, he he's touting about, like, oh, our car cares the best care, and Data's not a good parent. Don't you think? I'm a parent. I know things. And he's the one that straight yeah. up breaks law. <laughs> and so... no, And he's not going to be held to task for that at all. No one's even going to mention it. And it's like, what? Like, I, I, it's pretty clear here. I mean, I don't think you expect an android to have an emotional response to these things. Picard, and, Picard's um, our proxy. He totally needs to be mad at the Admiral. I'm going to hold you trial, Admiral. You've killed Data's kid. Well, what happens here is that this doc, the Admiral, who's like a talented cyberneticist of, I guess, the only robot in Starfleet, is uh, going to help Data. So he immediately turns from, hey, look, I have an agenda that I'm pursuing, to, okay, we're going to work together to save Lol. And that is the jolt which puts everyone on the same side. He doesn't care about working and together reminds with us, Data. He's just like, ooh, we get to pick apart the brain. Yes! <laughs> he never says or does anything like that. He is interested in saving life. I never get to pick apart the brain. I never get to pick apart yours. They never let me do it. So er- suddenly everyone's on the same side. Yeah. Working towards yeah. the good of the child yeah. in this this. Yeah, metaphor. and he gives like this, this speech is somewhat touching, right? He's talking about the, yes. the length data goes to save his child yeah people who say show don't tell like as this absolute rule need to look at this scene uh and then maybe i don't know (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna go too far but i'm like just think about this scene and then think about it just think about (laughs) i Um, mean yeah this scene's pretty good um and you know it's it still lets people who want to believe data isn't emotional like draw that line but I mean if you listen to the way he's kind of responds you can tell what's up you know yeah. I, I just feel also that he should be charged <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh I, uh, I'm a doctor uh, I've stabbed this person and now I've sewn them up so uh, free of free of all charges I, I hate it wasn't meant to be as like a statement because yeah. like well fate decided that's, that's bullshit yeah. but every time I say that the strength of this series rests on its supporting cast I think about that that monologue by that admiral and it's oh, really? great um, yeah, this is this is considered one of their best episodes. Okay. Um, um, people, yeah, yeah. like I, I, I think there are way better episodes than this one. Um, uh, I agree, there are better episodes, but um, this is, you know, to have your kid love you and have your love him back is crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just this this really lands for me. This this entire, um, like it sucks that she has to die and like it's just one episode and then she's gone yeah. again I mean I would have it would have been fine like you know and I would love to see a series and I know why they do you know because it's it's hard to kind of um, manage all that but I'd love to see a series that'd be willing to kind of have these little mini arcs inside of like 
an episode yeah. an episodic because that's what Star Trek is just an episodic show right but just have like yeah. these mini arcs that don't have to do with anything big that they're not like a war the board coming or whatever yeah. it's just like, also the Star Trek just shows a child dying on primetime television yeah gotcha so sensors. that's messed up we got you <laughs> <laughs> uh um, oh yeah, so, this is my favorite. Is where it's like, hey, yeah, we, I deactivated the unit. Like, you mean your daughter? <laughs> what happened to you being a father, Data? <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, yeah, well, yeah, we're saddened for your loss, but she's in my head. And Picard's like, yes, yes, get back to work. <laughs> she's, she's in all of our hearts. But then it's like, wait, wait, she died, Data. Like that had consequences, and wait, because we liked her. Like you can't just go. Oh, I got a backup. It's fine. We're all immortal. Yeah. We're all immortal. No one be sad anymore. It's like what? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. This episode for undercutting yourself yeah. at the last. Well, minute. I mean, it does it. What it does f- it throughout the episode. I feel, but yeah, I just did I they, do. Lo- did they show this to the same testing audience for I Am Legend? Like it's just <laughs> no. Makes no sense at the end. Yeah, I like how. Completely um, fails. I like how he just goes back to work. <laughs> it's all right. Yes, we're he, all sad for you. Get back to work. <laughs> I mean. He doesn't need time to grieve, and that he doesn't t- is one of the drawbacks of data that he goes through these experiences and it's like, nope, completely unfazed. Yeah. And maybe it's bad for a character, but it's good to establish who data is. Uh, it's stone cold, and it's something about data which is unique. Yeah. Um, I mean, Deanna went right back to work, as she calls it, yeah. after, after her son Ian died. I mean, we know Riker took a week after Minuet was deleted. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, is your hologram <laughs> still gone? He's like, men? Listen, I, know, I, yeah, I had an entire spank bank I deleted because I thought me, me and you would be a thing. He's drinking synthahol on the bridge. Like, <laughs> it's not affecting your performance, but it's just not allowed. Like, I almost yelled at an instant for some hot cocoa a year ago. Just don't drink on the bridge. Like, what do you do? Your friend's like, I'm heartbroken. I'm taking grievance leave. Is it the hologram? It's the hologram. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I know he's supposed to be... Will. I know he's supposed to be our man of action and supposed to be kind of, all, you know, the, the central badass, um, but uh, he's such a wuss. <laughs> what a he's, wuss. He, he's a sensitive man who fell in love with what he saw in the mirror of Ursa. <laughs> there you go. You get your one reference, Harry Potter yeah, fans. So, go. um... Final thoughts, The Offspring. Um, I think it's a clumsy episode. Uh, I uh, There are some funny parts in it. Um, I think it just needed to pick a lane, and it doesn't. Um, it introduces a lot more problems than um, it, I guess, tries to... Like, it introduces a lot of problems, and it doesn't really kind of resolve anything. And, I, you know, like I said, I the minute Data said I had a child, I'm like, all right, cool, can I let this child dies? <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. I mean, like, really, you couldn't, you couldn't just let her like bebop along, you know, start for the Enterprise until she becomes sentient and takes over all of Starfleet. Like, that'd have been a thing, right? Yeah, it kind of is in the novels. Oh, really? Novels. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking, but all right. <laughs> well, next week we get uh, Sins of the Father. Um, and this is what we see in the card. Uh, we're on the bridge. Um, Picard and Riker are standing up, so you know it's serious. Um, and there's a Klingon at the head of the bridge, or like where the screen is. And everyone's kind of looking towards the Klingon, so I guess maybe the Klingon like teleported in, or maybe he just like, came up the elevator and ran really quick to his, his mark. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
And this is what we get from Netflix. Uh, Klingon commander boards the Enterprise in an officer exchange program initiated by Starfleet, much to the chagrin of the true... Oh, okay, we get Riker's counterpart. Uh, I thought yep. I assumed that happened when... like I, I assumed that was what was happening when Riker left. Like, like they got their own Klingon Riker. No. Yeah. They just sent him their Riker for a week. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I assume this is just going to be this dude, like, shirking off his duties, drinking with Worf the whole time. That'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to go with that. I mean, we... Like, we did just talk about how Cleons are never friends with each other. So, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and until then, remember, remember Rand. Rand. Hey, I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We've watched Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember, Rand.